hey, it's too late for season one and too early for season two. What are we doing releasing an episode? Oh, man. Well, it's a bonus episode. Bonus episode? That's right. Score. Hey, everybody. I'm Joseph. And I'm Rob. Welcome to the little bit of this, little bit of that chit-chat episode, bonus episode of Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, (laughs) the history of punk, post-punk, and new wave, 1976 to 1986. Yeah, so tonight we're going to go over a whole bunch of fun stuff. Um, Like, we're going to go over the mailbag and and listen to some listener feedback. We're going to go over kind of what we did in season one what we've got planned for season two and and there's some hidden tracks that that we're going to have to touch base with so uh that's kind of what what we're going to do here right now yeah we'll we'll also be talking a little bit about um our demographics for season one and what our goals are for season two. Oh yeah um we're sticking that at the very end because that's really the driest <laughs> stuff um <laughs> So we should probably just say right off the right off the bat here mm-hmm. that this episode is probably for only for serious listeners because um, we are going to be all talky talk, no rocky rock, <laughs> no which, music whatsoever. <laughs> which brings me to the question, Rob: yeah. What do you think about the movies High Fidelity and Better Off Dead? Do you like them? Oh, I love both of those movies. Do, do you like the the lead actor? I, I do. I like the lead actor. I love. Yeah, I love the lead actor. Okay. The reason why I ask is so I can say this. Uh-huh. This episode is less music, more John Cusick. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so, uh, silliness aside, it is five days to Christmas. Mm-hmm. How how are you holding up? Uh, not not very well. <laughs> not very well, considering it's five days till Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you doing any um, thing special to celebrate today as? Beethoven's Beethoven's 250th birthday? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, other than recording this podcast? I should have baked him a cake. What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's um let's just I guess we'll just jump right into it, right? Sure, why not? Yeah. Okay. Um we have gotten a f- fair amount of feedback from our listeners over um, the last six months. There were three in particular that I wanted to just kind of address. Um, was there anything in particular you wanted to bring to the table or just... You know, there there was something I, I wanted to, to kind of point out. And and okay. I mean, we our listeners have been great, and yeah, I yeah. really appreciate all the all the feedback, and as well all of the uh, all the bumps they give us from time to time, you know. Um, but but some of our listeners, I, I've had some feedback that was like, I love the way that Rob and Joseph uh, bump heads, and I'm thinking about that. You know what? It's it's not like we disagree on everything because we don't dis. We actually agree quite a bit. Uh, yeah, well, what you're you you're a pretty easy guy to to get along with because yeah, you're okay. so agreeable. If there were two of me, oh, it man. would be like a whole <laughs> whole different story. But um, well, and I think that you know, as 
I feel like kind of a broken record here, but we're talking about music, which is art, which is purely subjective. So of course we're going to have differing opinions, but, sure. but uh, you know, we're, we're two reasonable, fairly well-adjusted adults and we yeah. know how to discuss our differences without getting all. And I think too, that the fun thing is, is that we definitely get along. We've been friends for a long time Yep. and, um, we're t- we're kind of touching on something that we're both that we both love. It's a passion yeah. for both yep. of us. Yep. So I think that's the big deal. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, our, our listeners have been great, and and they've actually really, you guys, you listeners, have been a really big uh, driving force in this whole podcast. I mean, if you weren't listening to us and you weren't giving us feedback, we wouldn't keep going. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um... So let's talk about Apple Music. We got an interesting question, which okay. was whether or not. Um, so as as I'm sure anyone who, who has listened to us for any period of time knows, um, at every episode we include a link to the Spotify playlist for the entire song, so you can listen to every song all the way through. So the question was, why don't we do that with? Um, with Apple Music, and I guess we could. Now, I don't think either you nor I currently subscribe to Apple Music. Um, yeah, it's not, so not that much. I think it's $10 a month, so it would be worth it if it would actually be used. Um, the thing about uh, Apple Music playlists is that uh, obviously the person who puts together the playlist has to have a subscription, but also the listener has to have a subscription too. Whereas with Spotify, you don't have to have um, a subscription or even an account to to listen to the playlist. Of course, you have to listen to all the, the commercials and all of that. But um, so we certainly wouldn't replace that. But if there are enough people out there that would utilize that music, um, the, the Apple Music playlist, uh, let us know just via Facebook or Instagram or or Twitter, uh, and we'll just start keeping a, a running total of the number of listeners that would utilize that. And if it seems like it's enough, then uh, we could certainly set that up. <laughs> so um, we, as we were rounding up season one, and we were talking about the best of. Yeah. Um, we had the list of all of the albums from 77 and we got a comment about why is the runaways third album on here this isn't new wave or punk at all which right. is correct yeah so i thought may, this might be a good time to just sort of address how we choose content so we don't when we when we were scheduling what albums to include, we don't really go album by album. We go artist by artist. So uh, that's why we've talked about Peter Gabriel's first album, even though it's not punk or new wave. Uh, But later on, his stuff is going to become, you know, central uh, to the whole movement. new wave uh movement and with the runaways i think of all of the bands that we've discussed the runaways is the one that we've discussed the most um and it was really their first album that was had some proto-punk 
elements to it. Um, And so we, we included them for that album and then we're continuing on. I mean, and we'll typically do that. We, we won't do artists who are kind of like new wave tourists. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about, I don't know, the Rolling Stones when they start doing stuff that has sort of a, a new wave or punk type influence to it or Billy Joel when he's singing singing about a still rock and roll to me. We're not going to do that stuff. Yeah. But particularly with the Runaways, I mean, the thing is that punk, 70s punk and new wave, it's such a boys club that it's yeah. really hard for us any relevant female artists um you know we we err on the side of inclusion for that just because there's there's so little of it uh so we will be talking about marianne faithful's um one new wave album and obviously not all of her other stuff Uh, so we are making exceptions there's there's two grace jones albums we'll be talking about um and not her entire catalog. So that's sort of the reasoning. And we've had, getting back to the Runaways, we've had many conversations many different times about what to include and what not to include. And we've included them all because of your love for the band, right? That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I am a huge fan of the Runaways. And I do think that it's important to to include them in, in this podcast because... They were there, you know, from the beginning of, of of punk rock, pretty much. So I felt like they needed to have at least a, a foot in the door. Yeah, um, yeah. At least some mention. So, yep. but yeah, anyway, um, you're right about that. They they have stopped in, in the timeline that we're on. They have stopped being punk rock. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And... Um, we, I, th- I think we have one more Runaways album to discuss, and then and then that'll be that. The last part of the the mailbag section, I I want to just talk about um, some feedback that we got from a couple of different listeners about the Stranglers. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> this was really interesting to uh, to me because in my lifetime, I don't think I've ever had a face-to-face conversation with a real Stranglers fan. I mean, they are they are practically non-existent here, at least here in California. Yeah, right. I mean, I've certainly talked to people, older, you know, punkers who are were familiar with the Stranglers and like the Stranglers, but it was always just those first three albums. So I've never had a face-to-face conversation with somebody who who loves the entire uh, Stranglers catalog, or at least, you know, through um, the end of the 80s with the original lineup. So it was really interesting to me to uh, to get this feedback from a couple of guys in the UK where, of course, the Stranglers are much, much more popular. Um, and uh, they... Um, in both of their feedbacks, they were um, they they were quite surprised at some of our album rankings. So I just wanted to address that. Um, 
so apparently in the UK, the two most revered or two of the most revered Stranglers albums are the Stranglers first album, Ratus Navigicus. I'm getting a little bit of a little bit better about saying that and um <laughs> uh the raven right so retus navigicus was my number nine my mm-hmm. my second to least favorite and the raven was your least favorite of <laughs> yeah. of those original 10 albums right um so quite interesting to hear that they're so well revered i i just would have assumed that it was la folie and no more heroes yeah now from Uh, what i recall um these these listeners were quite impressed that both of us really like la folie if i remember correctly they i think they were wasn't that one of your didn't you really enjoy that album well, yeah, that was that was both of our number ones. Yeah, I thought so. Um, right. But they, yeah, but they 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 also expressed some surprise. Yeah. At the fact that that we chose that as as our number one. Yeah. Uh, and then there were also some questions about our song selections. And just to be clear, our song selections don't necessarily um, mean that's our favorite song off of right. the album. Right. Um, so there, there are there are other considerations. So we kind of s- try and steer away from the real obvious hits, and um, quite often there'll be songs that we've already played in previous episodes. Um, so of course, when we do a, a deep dive, we avoid those. We don't we don't like to repeat songs. Want to bring something uh, new to the table? Yeah, and, and yeah. it's often it's often there's like. For me, anyway, there's often a little something in the song that just kind of piques my interest, you know, yeah. that, that makes my ears pop and my eyes pop and go, hey, wait a minute. I didn't notice that before. I want to I want to investigate this song a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also I. I because we got um, so the Stranglers deep dive, that was the first um episode that we did that kind of um got a life of its own because that our a link to it was posted on a couple of um uh, message boards in the uk like fan sites for for the stranglers um and so i i know that we picked up a a whole bunch of new listeners from that, and I was thinking, oh boy, you know, is the deck stacked for the Stranglers when it came to the the best of 77? I was expecting a flood come in, but not a single vote for a Stranglers album. So, huh, yeah. Okay, uh, anything more with Mailbag or? No. Ready to move no. on? Um, yeah, except for, except for, uh, how about we just ask the listeners right now, keep writing to us, keep giving us your feedback. We want to hear more from you. So yeah, it's always great. So let's do a little, um, a little just roundup, a uh, look back at season one, um, just, uh, uh, just general takeaways. So we, um, we started the end of May, um, and um, 
season one officially ended last month. So we had um, 16 episodes in season one. That includes our three bonus episodes. And we were really, season one for us was really about two things. We were really focusing on two things. One was just getting the technical stuff down. And um, things were pretty rough there <laughs> at the beginning. And um, our, our thanks to all of you listeners who kind of, you know, stuck it out and got past. Um, I, I mean... I think Rob, on your end, you were you were pretty rock solid, but man, for me, it was shaky. I mean, yeah. I I experiment <laughs> I experimented with three different mics in three different rooms before I finally kind of landed on what I'm using now, and um, so that was quite a journey for us. You you think I was rock solid? Um, that's just my cool my cool exterior. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had issues with. Uh, the studio of having you know no electricity or no mm -hmm. uh, no mm -hmm. internet or things just kind of you know it, it's it was also problematic but i think we pulled it off yeah i think i mean i'm feeling like we i mean we'll we'll always try to get better yeah. you know and we're I think always, we always will <laughs> always striving to get better but i i think that um you know, like 80% of our energy was going into getting on top of the technical stuff and nailing down our format, um, which is the second thing. So we've been um, tinkering with the format, as I'm sure that, that uh, listeners who've gone through the entire season have noticed. Kind of the main thing is um, we dropped, the hidden tracks because we just didn't have i mean i was very naive to think we would have extra time at the end of an episode <laughs> to to go off on other subject matters and boy that is not the case at all we have um every episode i have to cut out chunks just to make it fit so um and that's kind that's basically what this episode is about to, yeah. to grab a couple of those hidden tracks um, that we had intended to feature earlier on, but just couldn't make it fit. Uh, any other insights into season one? Um, well, none, none other than, um, you know, when you talked about how uh, we started rocking and we're getting better, um, I, as a listener of podcasts, have noticed throughout you know, in podcasts that I listen to, that you kind of, I kind of have come to expect the first few episodes to be kind of shaky and then yeah. shape into something that I really like. And from what I've heard of the podcasts that I listen to regularly, just over the over the years, the ones that have lasted longer, they definitely get better and better until they've got it down to a, a fine art. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the future, let's talk about season two. So excited about season two. Man. So you know how I was kind of quietly moaning about how I was ready for season one to end and just kind of feeling a little burnt out? Yeah. Well, that feeling lasted for about a week after yeah. we, we published the um, best of 77 episode. And then I was just 
Now I'm like champ chomping on the bit. I'm you know, ready I, to go. I've I, yeah. I, I've listened to so all of the albums we're going to be talking about in January. I listened to many many times. I have my my picks already, and oh my, nice. it's going to be so good. I'm <laughs> I'm so excited about season two. Very we good. got two words for you. New wave. Yeah, we're finally getting there. <laughs> right. You know, I had I had some I had a similar a similar burnout, um, and uh, also it did. It lasted for about a week. Really, what it came down to was you and I talking about it. Going, this was a lot of fun, but man, I'm beat. And uh, then you're like, okay, well, we're gonna take a break. This is what's gonna happen. That right there was a the moment where I just kind of took a breath and relaxed. And after that, I felt like I was ready to go again. We didn't even take a break, really. <laughs> <laughs> and I was already refreshed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, it was I don't know. I think it was just uh, that that chance I got to, to just inhale and exhale and think about what we've done. And I want to keep going. I'm ready for season two. Yeah, so we've we've kind of um, got a, a much clearer idea of what season season two is going to look like. It's going to start in January and then run through November, and season two is just going to be 1978 because there is so much music released I'm, in I'm, 1978. And I, I'm wondering too that uh, you know. <laughs> this might be this year this season might be harder on us than the first one <laughs> well okay so i you know i i spent a lot of time figuring out the schedule for this upcoming season and um to make it fit so that it ends um you know the end of november like this year because that worked out really well it did um we are going to go for three months and then we're going to take a month off and then go for another three months, take a month off and then go for the last three months. So we will have a little now in those months off, that doesn't mean that we won't release anything. We'll probably do some sort of a bonus episode or two, but it won't be the regular scheduling which is really the 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 labor intensive stuff because you you just got to wade through so many albums um so season two begins in january it will either be the 10th or the 17th we haven't decided yet it's it'll be a surprise um it really kind of come comes down to how quickly we come off of our Christmas candy sugar rushes and our New Year's <laughs> Eve hangovers. That's right. <laughs> um, but in February, it will go back to our regular, the first and third Sunday of the month. Yeah. Um, and then, then we'll be off to the races. Um, so you know how in season one, uh, once we got to to 1977, um, each rundown episode was a season. So it was winter, then spring, then summer, right. then fall. Really simple and straightforward and elegant. Throwing all that out the window. <laughs> it was I easy was, to do. It was easy to do in our first season because yeah, of the I, amount of music out. <laughs> I was really naive thinking that uh, we would be able to move forward with that for very long because, um, well, even 
even the fall of 77, we had to skip over a few albums because we couldn't fit everything in. And so now it's going to be each rundown episode is going to be either one or two months, just depending on, you know, how much was released in that period. Um, The first in January, it will be January and February of 78. Um, another thing that we're going to do in season two, which will be new is, um, and we've been talking about this for a long time, but because we've been focusing and season one, we focused on the technical stuff and the format and everything. We just didn't get around to guests. So we're going to start having some guests, right? I mean, that's the plan. I don't think we've got anything, anyone completely nailed down, but we're talking to several different parties right yeah absolutely um yeah i'm really excited about this because um some of the guests that we've got you know in in, that we're in talks with are are, uh well let me just say i'm a big fan of some of these people yeah i'm I'm, I'm really excited i'm it's it's going to be nice to get some new energy in here now they, they will um as far as i can tell it's probably only going to be for um the deep dive episodes, um, possibly some bonus episodes, but I don't really see us having any guests for the rundown episodes. Um, one, another minor little tweak is, um, so now, and maybe some of you eagle-eyed listeners have noticed it with this episode, because we're actually starting with this episode. Up until now, we've... On the the release day, it was released at 12.05 Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we're going to shift that back seven hours um, just because it makes things a lot easier on <laughs> our end. Right. <laughs> um, I can't imagine that, that anyone's going to get too worked up about that unless, you know, somebody in the UK is, you know, likes to wake up and listen to it first thing and they might have to wait a little bit longer but so that's a, another minor little tweak we're doing yeah uh, over here it's i mean it's a big difference especially when you're preparing you know preparing stuff uh whether it's um, social media or whether it's you know just announcements etc yeah yeah you yeah. know putting it out at 7 a.m in the morning is a lot easier than putting it you know especially if you're beat from the long day putting it yeah. out at 12 o'clock yeah yeah so, in season one, we we focused on the format and getting all the technical issues um, nailed down, uh, feeling like we, we're getting that more and more dialed in. So, season two, we're going to start focusing more on audience growth. Um, we're going to get a little bit more aggressive about about putting the word out. Um, I don't know that that's going to affect our regular listeners that much. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah. So now, now we get to the the good part. We mm-hmm. we we're going to um, play two hidden tracks that were recorded earlier on in season one. Um, so the the sound quality might be 
you know, it's certainly going to sound different. I, I haven't actually gone back recently and listened to them. So, so, but you're going to notice a difference. Um, the uh, first hidden track that we're going to feature today was one that we recorded for the Stranglers deep dive episode, um, talking about uh, uh, misogyny and punk. Right. So, you ready to take a listen to that, Rob? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, everybody. We're back. Yeah. It looks like a hidden track. It is a (laughs) hidden track. Um, (laughs) So, we are going to talk about the the thorny subject of sexism, chauvinism, and misogyny in punk rock and new wave. Um, Honestly... I don't know that I have a lot to say about about it because I am by no means a scholar on this subject. So all, all I can kind of do is is uh, give give you a sense of how I approach it um, because I do try to be mindful of this, particularly in this day and age. Um, mm-hmm. But this is music that I love, um, so I'm not. I'm not going to f- forego an entire um, genre of music uh, simply b- because yeah. there are uh, certain tendencies. <laughs> um, but yeah. for me personally, it hasn't been too much of an issue because I don't, you know, I think sh- Stranglers, as far as, as far as the, the issue of sexism and chauvinism. Um, Stranglers are probably the most problematic bands. I, I think right. that my my sensibilities, I just the you know I don't really go for strutting, swaggering sort of look at how big my dick is kind of music. Mm-hmm. So most of that stuff just never really connected with me to begin with. Um, But you also have to be mindful that this is music that was made in the 70s. And the 70s were the 70s. I mean, as we've been... So we've been... You and I have been talking about this subject... um, off the air for the last month and I've been right. thinking about churning around in my head and you know I there's a lot of things about the 70s that I don't care for I really don't like you know the the whole hippie thing and music or that that whole sensibility just because mm-hmm. of I grew up way out in the middle of nowhere and my parents weren't hippies, but all of my friends' parents were hippies. And it's just that, you know, the sensibilities just never clicked for me. That's part of the reason why I gravitated towards this kind of music, because this kind of music was a reaction to hippie culture, you know, It's, it's the backlash of, but, a lot of stuff in the 70s I really do like. Like, there were great movies being made mm-hmm. in the 70s. Television. Um, you know, anything pop culture related in the 70s, you look at it 
And it's really just as bad as punk and new wave music was um, for for the most part. I, I want to just, um, so as I was preparing to talk about this, I decided that I certainly don't want to make any definitions for anyone else, but for me, when I was trying to wrap my brain, my brain around this subject, I decided I wanted to define a few things. Mm-hmm. So here are some definitions that are not, that I use for myself, and I'm not saying that other people should, but this is, this is, these are sort of the tools that I've constructed to help me kind of tackle this subject in a logical manner. I've defined, I've distinguished between sexism, chauvinism, and misogyny. So here's what I have. And once again, this is only what I use for myself. So sexism typically is like stereotyping or discrimination against, on the, the basis of sex. And so any sort of like sexual objectification it's a hard word for me to say, um, <laughs> falls in there. So yeah. on that level, it's going to be pretty hard to find anything in the 70s pop culture that isn't pretty damn sexist. Um, it was a gross time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it um, was a gross time. Second word, chauvinism, um, prejudice, prejudice support for one's own sex. So when I when I think of that, I think of, oh, a woman shouldn't be president, or you know, women shouldn't be in the the military, or, hey, little lady, you shouldn't be carrying that gun, <laughs> or or whatever. Right, um, right. And then misogyny, which of course is the grossest, is a dislike of or contempt for women. Yeah. Um, and uh, the first thing that pops into my mind when I think about that is the um, the Sean Connery interview that he gave in the late, I think it was the mid or late 70s, where he said, some women just need to be smacked around a little bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, say it's not so, Sean. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, um, it's horrible. So for me, I... Okay, so just last night I was watching um, Monty Python's Flying Circus. Right. So this was um, late 60s into the early 70s. So sexist. So sexist. And it could be argued chauvinistic in the sense that Anytime there's a female character, the only time women play female characters are when they're sexual objects Mm -hmm. and when the character actually has to be funny. uh, There are some exceptions, but the vast majority of the time, if the characters have, you know, the punchlines, if they're if they're cracking the jokes, they're men in drag. And that seems pretty chauvinistic to to me now am i going to stop watching monty python not a chance but (laughs) but i think it is valuable to to keep these definitions in mind and just keep so i guess this is the roundabout way of saying for me 
I I think that as long as it's not too gross and as long as you're mindful of it and you identify it and go, okay, this was of its time and this is not something that, you know, I particularly want to exemplify. Um, that's kind of then I will indulge. Um, it, it's not my place to say what other people should do, but that's kind of how I come to peace with it, with, with this issue. So, so where are you at? Well, so I, I've been thinking about this a lot. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the context of punk punk rock and, and the 70s. And like I said, it was a gross time. But by no means has that stuff gone away. It's still mm. prevalent today. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just thinking about uh, music that I played on my radio show like 10 years ago. Um, you know, kind of specifically... Uh, uh, I don't know, maybe, well, for instance, Peaches, okay. Um, but also there's there's a, a metal band that is just completely gross. And these songs got requested a lot, and I played it. Um, today, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play those songs. Steel Panther, I think was the name of the band. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't play those songs at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason is, is I, I identify just the way you do um, each of those things. But I also realize that I myself, as a person, am am growing, and and learning, and you know where I may have done things or said things or played music that made people uncomfortable and happy. I'm picking up on that as as I get older, and I'm realizing that that's not a good idea. You know, it's obvious too because right. I mean, really, if if it makes somebody uncomfortable or it makes them you know well i uh, i think and that's the kind of the nice thing about it is that it becomes easier as you become aware of it and you're right. you become mindful of it it becomes easier because i find that i i just don't care for i you know i don't enjoy that stuff that's that's particularly gross whereas well, when, yeah, when exactly. i was a teenager I, uh, so, so for me, like the strang, we talked a lot about the stranglers, um, there, the, you know, there are a few specific songs that I wouldn't play on this podcast just because Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's appropriate. It's easy for me because none of them are songs that I particularly like, but it's so kind of over the top and cartoonish to me, I have a bigger problem with, uh, like, say, the specials. So the specials' first mm-hmm. album, which I love, but I think is even more problematic because their sort of um, chauvinism and misogyny is oh, is right, more yeah. just like sincere, like they they're being very sincere about the message that they're saying, which is really kind of chauvinistic and condescending. I'm thinking specifically of Little Bitch and um, mm-hmm. You've Done Too Much, Much Too Young. Um, oh, right, yeah. Those those are two songs that I love the specials, but I go back and listen to them now, and I, and I just... Ugh. Kind of gross, well, that, and that's and that's kind of where I'm coming from too. Yeah. I mean, I listen to, I listen to songs like sometimes, and it, 
And I even said this with, with Peach's last episode, that it makes me squirm, you know, and it makes me uncomfortable. And it's not just that people that I'm playing this song for are, are going to squirm, but it makes me squirm right. because it's just gross. And yeah. I don't, I don't really yeah. care for it. Now, yeah. then again, I am not going to, tr- I'm not going to discourage anybody from buying uh, the specials or oh, buying, no. you know, Stranglers or even Steel Panther for that matter. Yeah. I mean, if that's your thing, yeah. whatever, yeah. go for it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just important to, to kind of look back and go, you know what? Yeah, people are we're, we're changing, we're growing, and we we can kind of make these yeah observations. So this is just yeah. So so my like last two cents is that I um I don't I I don't think it's important that I make sure that other people examine these issues mm-hmm. in the music that they listen to. But I do, right. I do think it's important that I examine. And so, and I think that it's important since we're, you know, we are the hosts on this podcast that we express our feelings about how we tackle this issue you know and and acknowledge it's a thing misogyny and punk it's it's a real thing it was it was the 70s that was a real thing in the 70s i mean it is now too but at least we're having conversations about it back then of course i was in high school so i you know i wasn't paying too close attention there were there there were conversations but they were kind of on the fringes um so it, it was definitely a different time, right? Yeah, raising uh, raising any kind of concern back then, the answer probably would have been, "You're a girl. You just don't get it." Yeah, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know. L- luckily, we are having these conversations today, and luckily, we are uh, kind of moving past that, or at least trying to. There are certainly factions where they are fighting back, and and uh, those kind of people are, you know, they're unseemly, but you know, they are what they are. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, um, I think we can leave it at that. I, um, I'm kind of torn, um, because I don't want to get disrail. I don't want this podcast to get disrailed, um, on these social subjects. Right. Um, but, um, I, I do feel like it's important to acknowledge them and kind of give give our listeners a little sense of what our signposts are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Now, if there's anything that punk rock is about, it's about change. <laughs> it's about, you know, it's about bringing on change. And I don't know. I think that's kind of what it's going on. I mean, it's yeah, happening. Yeah. So. So yeah, it's definitely something that's important to talk about misogyny and punk because it's there, and you know we just didn't feel like we had a, a really good chance to to go over it. Um, we kind of wanted to go over it by itself and not just throw it out there a little bit. Um, so it was really good that we got to touch base and kind of you know. Yeah, just, finally just... that's that should have been sitting in the can for I don't know last four months. Right, right. So. Um, and then we've got another, we've got another hidden track, right? 
Uh, yeah, so we, um, well, I, I, don't, I don't know that we, we need to introduce it too much because we, we talk about it at the beginning, but this is um, something we recorded a little bit later, um, which was our uh, Desert Island picks. So let's take a listen to that. So our, our last thing on, on this big list, right, is, uh, is kind of a little piece of homework that we had. Yeah, that that, right? yeah, that's right. So we are we talk about music from the late seventies and early eighties, and that's really all we talk about. So mm-hmm. so we were thinking, well, it might be good to give the listeners a, like a bigger picture about what our personal tastes are, so they have more of a frame of reference, because. <laughs> If you just listen to the actual segments, like the rundowns, you would think that all we really listen to is punk and new wave, um, which is not the case at all. So we thought it would be a fun little exercise to do um, like a a top 20 desert island albums um, so you can get a sense of what our musical sensibilities really are. Because I was surprised when I put together my list, hardly any of the stuff falls within um, the spectrum of this podcast. Seriously, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this. I think that when people hear my list, they may get more confused than anything. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> So who's who's gonna go first? Well, let's um, before we do that, really quick, we just we decided that we could pick anything, mm-hmm. any band, any genre from any era, and any album. Doesn't it could yeah. be a live album or a compilation or a soundtrack or whatever. Anything on the table, and not necessarily our favorite, most favorite albums, but right, you know something that we would definitely take with us. I, I have a bad habit of not doing my favorite things. I save them for, for special moments. But yeah. <laughs> well, well, what I did was I just thought about, I, I took this assignment really seriously. So I thought Good. about if I really was on a deserted island, I yeah. would want to make sure that I had music for every mood, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I'm blue or what do I listen to when I'm feeling rambunctious or what do I listen to when I'm driving on a country road at three o'clock in the morning or, you know, I want to dance or all of that. And um, we were trying to be as honest as possible. So this is not the cool. This is not my list of the coolest albums in the world. Some of them are a little. um you know, a little embarrassing, but I think it's it's a very honest representation of what my personal tastes are. Same here, yeah. So we are we're not going to play any music or anything. We're just going to like zip through. We're not even going to talk about the albums. We're just going to zip through the the lists real quick, so you get a sense of what our general tastes and aesthetics. And, and then, if you're are. feeling brave, go ahead and look those albums yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Rob, do you want to go first? Or do yeah, you I'll go, go first. Over? Okay. Um, now, considering n- these aren't in any order uh, of 1 to 20, right. these are basically just, I'm packing a bag and it's filled with 20 albums. Um, oh, actually, before you start, uh-huh. I want to venture a couple of guesses. Oh, okay, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
There's going to be some kiss on there. Oh, okay. There's going to okay. be some prints. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some oingo boingo. Mm. There's mm-hmm. definitely going to be a, a healthy representation of goth, probably The Cure, <laughs> maybe Bauhaus. Oh, my God. Oh, that's... Susie and the Banshees, for sure. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, um, I'm going to start off... Uh, let me, let, me, let me go ahead and start off with the best of the Thompson Twins' greatest mixes. Um, Unplugged by Kiss, Sign of the Times by Prince, The Doors soundtrack, Metallica's Black Album, Hot by Squirrel Nut Zipper, Everyone Deserves Music by Michael Fronte, Nightmare by Avenged Sevenfold, We're a Happy Family, the Ramones Tribute Album, Bloodletting by Concrete Blonde, the Love Symbol Album by Prince, Let Love In by Nick Cave, The Best of Ozzy by Ozzy Osbourne, Pleasure Victim by Berlin, The Crow Soundtrack, Stop Making Sense, Boingo by Oingo Boingo, What Hits by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Harry Connick Jr.'s She. Wow. Oh, uh, wait, that was 19. There's one more, okay. one more album. Uh, Black Sheriff 2 by the band Black Sheriff. Wow. So you you actually have more albums on here that fit within the parameters of yeah. this podcast than than I do. Okay, so you got it. You want to venture any guesses for me or should I just Yeah, no, in? let me let me take a stab at it. Okay. Um I'm thinking that there's going to be some ecstasy on there. Um I'm going to step back a little bit from ecstasy and uh oh boy. This is I think a little harder because you're outside of the parameters of this of this uh, assignment. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with that one, and uh, I'm gonna call it good. Okay. So you there there was no cure and no Susie and the Banshees on your list. There there was not. However, uh, the cure is on one of the compilation albums that I mentioned. Uh. Uh, you know. Um, but again, I chose certain albums because of certain emotions, and yeah. Susie and the Banshee certainly covers those emotions, but so do many other things in this, yeah. this list. Yeah. Okay, here we go for for my list, in no particular order. Frank Sinatra, the very best of Frank Sinatra, the reprise years. R.E.M., Reckoning. Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life. David Bowie, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Aretha Franklin, the very best of Aretha Franklin, the 60s. Of Montreal, Hissing Fauna, Are You the Destroyer? Sly and the Family Stone, the essential Sly and the Family Stone. Midlake, The Trials of Van Oncupanther. Oh, yeah. Sade, the best of Sade. Pure Funk, Volume 1. Lady Sovereign, Public Warning. Bob Marley, Legend. Camper Van Beethoven, Our Beloved Revolutionary Sweetheart. Kate Bush, The Dreaming. Arctic Monkeys, Whoever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not. The Violent Femmes, The Violent Femmes. I don't know why I didn't say that. The Cardigans, Life. 
Erg, A Music War, the soundtrack. Talking Heads, Stop Making Sense. Yeah, right on. And Jens Lechman, Life Will See You Now. So we have an overlap. We do, of course. Stop Making Sense. It's an incredible album. It it really is. It's in my car in the CD player now. I listen to it wherever I go. Yeah, yeah. And we are back in the here and now. Now. (laughs) Now. So that was, so we are we are all caught up on our hidden tracks. I think hidden tracks were a nice idea, but just not going to work um, for this podcast. So rather than doing hidden tracks, if there's something we want to cover, we'll just release a bonus episode. I imagine yeah, bonus bonus yeah. tracks. <laughs> okay, so we really only have one more thing to discuss, which is our demographics, and this is really more. Me telling me, Joseph telling Rob some of our demographics because I know you're going to find this interesting, but I have no idea if anyone else is going to. So, before we get into this dry, not very interesting stuff, Rob, uh, was there anything else you want to touch base on? Um, not no, I don't, I don't think there is. Do you want to, you want to tell? Tell everybody how they can get a hold of us via social media. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, of course, we're on Facebook, Deep Dives deep and Deep Cuts. Uh, we're also on Instagram. Uh, also, you can get us uh, by, via email. You can send us a, an email at deepdives.deepcuts at gmail.com. And we're uh, always looking forward to, to you know messages, feedback, um, you know, if you want to send a funny story about getting drunk with uh, uh, Adam, you know, Adam Ant or whatever. I, <laughs> okay. If you've got stories to tell, we'll listen to those. We'll read those, too. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, hit us up on all three of those. And, and keep your eyes peeled, even though um, we don't have a regular episode right now. Things will be popping up on both of those, uh, both of those social media platforms. So. Mm-hmm. Also, um, if you haven't already uh, gone to Apple Podcasts and left a review for um, Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, um, I kindly ask you to consider doing so. It Mm -hmm. really makes a huge difference in our uh, visibility. Um, Okay, let's talk demographics. Great. So we had... So this is the first cast, uh, the first podcast either of us had have done, Mm -hmm. right? So we're Mm -hmm. we're complete newbies to it. We had no built-in audience other than our friends and family. Um, So when we were when we're getting ready to start publishing, I did some research about what some realistic goals were, and I came up with, um, you know what some some certain certain goals for us um, that were were recommended they they basically said if you can hit these goals if you're starting from scratch then your your podcast is quite healthy not like knocking it out of the park but but doing well and you know that was a x amount of downloads within X amount of time. And um, 
we kind of we kind of hit that running. So our our uh, first episode, um, the uh, episode zero, the introduction episode, we hit the the amount of downloads in half of the allotted time, wow. which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, the second episode, which was episode one, uh, which was 1976, took a little longer to, to hit that goal, but still within the time parameter parameters. And then the next four didn't hit, hit our goals. I mean, they eventually did, but not in the time that we needed to. So we were getting a little bit, little bit worried, but since then we've just we've just obliterated those those goals we it's like we hit them in regularly in like half or one third of the allotted time that's actually one quarter of the 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 last one that we did the best of 77 we hit it in um one sixth of the allotted time so we we set a new goal for ourselves um about halfway through which is to get within the uh, to get in the top 50 percent of all podcasts which is once again x amount of downloads in a certain period of time we hit it for the first time with our wire episode and then the next two episodes fell a little bit short but this one uh the last one the best of 77 we are um on track to um hitting that goal with with time to spare so so we're we're doing all right that's nice. There's, I mean, it says. I guess that says that we're we're growing and we're we're getting better at this. I hope. Well, Either yeah. That or the music is just so good that, that people want to hear those episodes. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so comparing November to our first full month, which was June, our audience has grown three hundred fifty percent, which is pretty darn good. I mean. Starting from scratch, it's, you know, it's not, I mean, that it, that sounds about right. I'm mm-hmm. pleased with that. Um, yeah. And then our month-to-month increase is all, always somewhere between 6 and 37%. So every month we've, we've done better than the last month. Fantastic. Um, so our goal for season two, by the end of season two, we're going to try and, and hit the, um, get into the top 20% of all podcasts which is which is going to be much much more difficult but so that's demographics and goals here's here's where we're at as far as our audience um 73 percent of our audience is in the u.s no surprise there 12 percent um from great britain six percent in canada uh three percent in australia and then the remaining six percent um come from 26 other countries for a total of 30 countries which is pretty nice. cool yeah were, were you about to say something there no i mean um i i just i i know that uh you know our our great britain listeners had a lot of they had a lot a lot on 
a lot at stake in our, our last season, mostly because of the Stranglers and bands like that. Um, but, you know, we, I don't know, we, well, we the, appreciate you, everybody and it's, that, it's just great. That's right. And the, the UK, specifically Great Britain, I mean, they dominated in 77 yeah, as far did. as punk in the beginning of New Wave, yep. um, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, we have, as far as the charts go, in um, we're, we're most competitive in the music history category. Um, although our audience, 73% of our audience is in the U.S., the, the U.S. for, for podcasts is so competitive that we've, we've peaked at 39. That's the best that we've done. But in some other countries, we've done a lot better. So Belgium, we hit number three in the music history, um, category at one point france our peak is um thir number 13 the netherlands number 15 and great britain uh number 19 so nice. uh it'll be interesting to see at the end of season two to compare and see what progress we've made one last thing and and i might of of all the stuff that we've talked about this is this is probably what i'm most proud of so we have, um, we're of course available for listening on Spotify. Um, and I would say that uh, somewhere between five and 10% of our audience is on Spotify. So not a huge amount, but okay. the cool thing about Spotify is we've got, we can see a lot more demographic information as far as you know, age and gender and and who listen to which sections of each podcast and all of right. that. Right. Now, once again, those those demo because it's such a small portion of our listening audience. I, it's it would I think it would be an error to extrapolate from there as far as to generalize our audience. But um, one cool thing is that Spotify shows shows every day shows um of our listeners the the top five bands that our audience has been listening to in the last month oh, wow. so when we first started out it was you know there was a lot of the rolling stones and the huh. beatles uh -huh. and led zeppelin and just kind of you know stuff across the board and then the further we got into the season where we started finding our people it became more um you know more genre appropriate as far as the obvious stuff the oh, clash and the yeah. sex pistols b-52s um talking heads dead kennedys stuff nice. like that nice never wire until a couple of weeks after we did our wire deep dive and now every once in a while wires popping up in <laughs> the top five of our listeners so yeah. this, there's <laughs> probably well, there's two two explanations for that and it's probably it's almost certainly a combination of the two um you know one is that our wire episode attracted wire fans who of course who yeah. came to us, but 
the other possibility, and I, I like to think that this there's some truth to this, that we introduced some of our listeners to the 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 glories of listening to wire i really and, hope that that i mean i it's, yeah. it, there's a little bit of that but i want that to be the biggest reason <laughs> yeah yeah I, you, I really, you you never know but yeah um very very pleased to see that um to see wire popping up you know maybe once every couple of weeks, wire pops up uh, along with, the, you know, all of the, the sort of standard rock solid bands like right. The Clash. Very cool. That's all I've got, Rob. Wow. Wow. This was a bonus episode. Yeah. We just <laughs> powered through that. Some pretty dry stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, I think that there's some. I think there's stuff in here that our listeners are interested in, and and uh, again, you know, it's it, just talking about all this stuff makes makes me go back and and uh, I want to say reminisce because it feels like episode one was so long ago, but um, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. It's been a fun trip, you know. It's been it, this whole season was just a fun trip. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am so excited about season two. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to listen to some great music. I mean, so in January and February of 78, two debuts, or debuts from two bands that are on my top 10 favorite new wave bands. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. So excited. (laughs) And we're going to, we're going to hear a, this sophomore album from a band that is on your top 10 favorite new wave. Right. So right. I, I just, oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. So good. So much fun. Um, all right. Well, I hope that Rob, I hope you have a good um, holiday season. Continue yeah, to yeah. have a good holiday season, Christmas and New Year's and all yeah, of absolutely. that. You as um, well, man. And uh, certainly I extend that to our listeners. Um, I, I guess that's it, right? That's, that's, I think that's it, yeah. You guys have a, have okay, a great I'm gonna, holiday I'm if gonna, you celebrate. I, I'm going to um, put you on the spot here. Oh, okay. Uh, what song should we go out on? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. Can I pick any song? Well, I mean, <laughs> does it have to be 1978? No, 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 no. Doesn't, but you know, within the you know genre, yeah. genre appropriate. Um, okay, you know what? What, I, what are you feeling? So, so I, I was gonna gonna yank your chain a bit and say, hey, let's go out with the waitresses, but uh, no. Um, how about how about something by Oingo Boingo? <laughs> Okay, name the song. Um, Dead Man's Party, just for kicks. Dead Man's Party. Okay, very. Um, we're we're uh, one holiday off, or two, two holidays off for this, but it's, uh, better it's, late than never. It's always Halloween for me. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. All oh, right. which reminds me, um, on Netflix, did you see the uh, the they're uh, they have a just a two episode season of um 
the uh, something like the Christmas movies that made us. Oh no! One of one of those is on the Nightmare Before Christmas. Fantastic. So you and lots of Danny Elfman um, yeah. input. You know, I I love Danny Elfman, but you know he's not a he's not a uh, he's a little media shy. Uh, you know, I I don't know that I've seen that many. Um, he, he's not a really uh, aggressive, you know, get my face out there. You know, right. he he doesn't. He's not like a Quentin Tarantino type, like ba 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 ba. Not to bag on Quentin Tarantino. I love to watch his movies. Just don't like to hear him talk so much. Um, <laughs> so this was the this was the most I had ever heard Danny Elfman talk, and it was uh, it was really nice to see. Super down to earth, quirky yeah. guy. So totally. you should definitely check it out. I'm gonna look for it. Thanks a lot. Going out on Dead Man's Party. We'll talk to you next month, guys. <laughs> see ya. Walking down the street I was hit by something last night in my sleep It's a dead man